0: You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast with me, Allison Melody. Follow me on Instagram at Allison TV.
1: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.
0: All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today, Susie and I are chatting with the founders of The Cancer Box, Jameson and Rachel Dye. And I love this story because it truly is, you know, a tale of Western medicine and holistic medicine working hand in hand to help heal the body. And um, Rachel has an incredible story of overcoming stage four colon cancer. And now she and her partner Jameson are out there helping others do the same. And that's why they founded their company, The Cancer Box. And The Cancer Box is a monthly subscription box for anyone who is actively fighting cancer and wants to do everything they can to prevent, heal, and reverse disease, right? And so they source the highest quality set of vitamins and supplements for less than the cost it would cost to purchase on your own. So it's an absolutely beautiful mission. And I know you're going to enjoy their story as much as we did. But first, do you want clearer skin, more energy and a simple pill you can pop to create beauty from the inside out? Um, Yes, please. How about a more sustainable, natural way to improve your workouts, sharpen your focus, cut back on caffeine and fight your chocolate cravings? then look no further than Beauty Bits. Beauty Bits are pure spirulina algae tablets. They are made by our friends over at energybits.com. Beauty Bits are your answer for looking younger and feeling healthier. With over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein, Beauty Bits will stop your cravings in their tracks, improve your focus, and give you a steady stream of energy throughout your day. So how does it work? The spirulina in Beauty Bits contains vitamin E, selenium, and tyrosine, which are all known for their powerful anti-aging effects. Spirulina helps your skin retain moisture, which is a major key to maintaining smoother and more hydrated skin. Check them out. You can get 20% off your Beauty Bits by going to energybits.com using the coupon code FOODHEALS and the most amazing side effect of Beauty Bits is not only will they make you look radiant, they'll make you feel radiant, and they'll supercharge and super boost your immune system as well with greens. So 20% off Beauty Bits, energybits.com, coupon code Heals. All right, next up, our interview with Rachel and Jameson Die.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
2: Today's guests developed the cancer box out of their desire to share what they learned with others who are fighting through a cancer diagnosis. Please welcome Jameson and Rachel Dye.
0: Welcome, guys.
1: Hey, we're excited to be here.
0: I know we have a lot to cover today, but I would love if you could take us back through your journey and let Food Heals Nation know how you got started.
3: All right. Yeah, I guess the story starts in 2018. we had had a great summer. We um, got to do a road trip down to... Uh, Las Vegas to see Jameson's uh family and we got to see, go see his sister in California and um just we were having a great summer and then um August 5th 5th Yeah. Yeah, I I went for a 5 mile run around the lake here in Woodland where we live and then I started having some um ovarian pain and we thought this is kind of weird and um, consulted a few of my, uh, naturopathic doctors and they were like, well, if, you know, if the pain hasn't like woken you up in the night or anything, you know, give it a couple more days. It could just be like related to menstrual cramping or whatever. And, um, then the day after they, you know, told me if it's not waking you up, it actually woke me up. The pain did in the middle of the night. And I thought, this is so weird. And, um, we ended up going into the ER and they did
1: a uh, CAT scan, a scan, yeah. couple x-rays, and, and, and they decided said, you were uh, you were constipated.
3: we like, huh.
1: Yeah, ne- never been yeah. constipated before. <laughs> yeah, not, not-,
3: not a struggle for me, typically. <laughs> so like, this is weird. They were like, just drink a bunch of prune juice and you'll be fine. So I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. So we're doing a bunch of stuff to try and you know get things moving. And then less than 24 hours later... I, like, hadn't passed anything. My um, whole abdomen was just swollen. I looked just oh. fluffy. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and it was the pain just started, like, getting worse and worse. And we just thought, well, it's my stomach's just trying to work things out. Like, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. And somehow I managed to, like, hold off going back to the doctor until, like, midnight the next day.
1: Well, stupid me. I was like, oh, it's fine. They said you're constipated. This is probably just the, you know, the laxatives working. That's that's probably what that is. Looking back, <laughs> I was I was a dummy.
3: You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We just, we had no idea. So right. you go back in, more x-rays and a bunch of unpleasant stuff to try and figure out what was happening and nothing worked. And then the doctor came in and he was like, all right, how do you feel about emergency surgery in 20 minutes?
0: Oh my God. I'm
3: weird. Were- At that, at that point, it was like, I, I was like, I knew I was in such incredible pain that something was really, really wrong. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I woke up with a colostomy (laughs) and that was, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I honestly, I don't even know if I could have told you what that was before I had one. Did they tell
2: you (laughs) they were going to do that or you just came out of it and you're like, and they're like, here's this bag.
1: About one minute before she went under anesthetic, they they told us. I don't even know if she remembers I that. don't really remember. Yeah. I was kind of delirious. Uh, But yeah, so we were we were rushed into the the pre-op room and uh, the surgeon walks in, hadn't met him before. Surgeon walks in and goes, okay, so we're going to be cutting you right here. It'll be about a six inch cut. And he's showing with fingers. Yeah. And uh, he goes, so we're going to have to pull your intestine out, cut a section out of it and we're going to. Push it over here and come out this hole over here and you'll have a colostomy. Our, you're like, whoa, surgeon, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> our surgeon
3: was incredibly blunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: There's a lot of processing happening at four at oh, four in the morning.
3: It, yeah. But I was on so much painkillers that it was like, I was like, right on, let's do it. Yeah.
1: At that point, I was the designated <laughs> driver.
3: So this all happened really, really fast. Very oh, fast. Oh, so fast. I literally I had I had run five miles and I was super excited because I was like a little over a year postpartum with our youngest and it was the first time I'd like worked back up to being able to run the lake because I, I grew up running since I was like 14, 15. I got into it and so I was like super excited. I had no symptoms yeah, whatsoever.
1: Was, yeah. Life was life was going great right until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so they're about to cut you open. Had they even determined or told you what it was other than No, they just
3: kept using the word blockage. We'll go in to remove the blockage, even though in the surgeon's mind, he, I, he told Jameson. In my Later. experience, this, it's usually cancerous.
1: Yeah, the, the wow. risk was her yeah. her colon had um, a distended. You know, it like the circumference of, of your colon normally might be like a, I don't know, a like golf ball just for visual. It was closer to like a large grapefruit. All oh The way God. around because of the pressure yeah. that, yeah, built that's up. why
3: my stomach was distended because it was just fluid buildup, and the risk was my intestines rupturing. And at that yeah. point, it would have been probably fatal hadn't yeah. I had I not been yeah. rushed into So, so certain- the
1: surgery was we got to relieve the pressure, and then we'll figure yeah, out afterwards it literally what literally saved on.
0: my life. Wow, um, okay, so you wake up, yeah, you've got yeah. a philosophy bag, you're like, What the f just happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then what, <laughs> yeah, um. Well, so, so before she wakes up, uh, the, the surgeon walks into – so I'm, I'm in the waiting room. I'm alone. No family was able to come because it was just such a, a rush thing.
3: Yeah, it was like 5 in the morning.
1: Surgeon comes out, pulls me into a, kind of a side room. He's got his, his luggage ready because he's going on vacation. He, he delayed his vacation for, uh, for, this, for this surgery. And oh, so wow. he comes in and he goes, okay, in my experience this is where he said, in my experience, uh, it's probably cancerous. And he said it very kind of nonchalantly.
3: Okay. But in his defense, like he's a very blunt surgeon, but it was, we felt really fortunate. And later hearing about his reputation, he was, he's an amazing surgeon. Yeah. Um, he had the, um the smarts to know to check my liver and take a biopsy of a, of a small nodule off my liver while in surgery. So that was a huge benefit to having him as a surgeon because he knew to test, to check for cancer while he was in there. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a really awesome surgeon, just bedside manner was maybe a little lacking.
1: They, so, they say that about surgeons that um, yeah that they're used to their their patients being uh, knocked out on a table. <laughs> that's their that's their mo. Their their usual.
3: Yeah. So so they said they were taking they sent biopsies off to the lab and recovering after getting the colostomy put in. And they said between three and five days for test results to get back to see if it was cancerous. And uh, I think it was like it was two days later that they they came in and uh, the the surgeon's assistant came in and actually had to give us the news that it was cancerous and um that was that was a crazy felt like hours in time in life we just sat there it was crazy because i i was just looking at one of my old journals and i'm so glad i wrote this down cuz something i would have forgotten but so because i'm hooked up to monitors and everything when i got my diagnosis my heart rate went up to like 120 like i just sat there resting, and my heart was just heart beating rate. out of my chest Yeah, I was like, that's not that high. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: resting for days. days, No,
3: no, it was my heart rate didn't go down below 120 for like four hours. I couldn't breathe. It was so scary.
2: (laughs) Well, it's terrifying, Uh, and you guys sound so calm right now, telling this story. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sure Allie's feeling the same thing. Like, what happened next? (laughs) (laughs) We've come a
1: long way. Yeah, we've told it a few
2: times. So, I mean. It's still but sometimes a I, long way I in Jim a short amount of time, right? Like yeah. this is only. Yeah. I'm looking at it's only a year and change ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Um,
1: so, so just really quick, what the what the surgeon's assistant told us um, was that the tumor that was removed, they said it was about a, a golf ball sized tumor, uh, that was cancerous. They said they tested the lymph nodes locally to because they took about a foot of colon out, um, kind of half a foot on either side of the tumor. And so they tested the lymph nodes located in that section of colon, and they said four of those were cancerous. Four or five out of uh,
3: 17. Yeah. yeah, out
1: of 17 that they tested. And then um, they they also Removed had the that nodule. nodule from the liver, and that was cancerous. Wow. And so it was like the worst yeah, possible
2: so, so outcome. it was
3: stage four because it had moved from uh, the original location and out through the its, um, the. The stages of cancer is like based on how far it's traveled and if it's moved through the intestinal wall and if it's on other organs. So that's why it was stage four is because it was on my liver and in my lymph nodes. Um, so colostomy and then we, I had to recover from surgery and they were like, you need to start chemo in a month and as soon as I'm recovered and able to handle it and then um
1: yeah, it was it was crazy right after the surgery. I mean, within so even before the diagnosis, but just recovering from surgery. Um it, her first task that the nurses gave her was to stand up. And it was just within a few hours after surgery that, like, all right, we gotta get you standing. Yeah. And then it was, all right, we're gonna take a step. All right, we're gonna we're all right, today's goal is to take ten steps. And so it was just this crazy like life's life's going along. Two days ago I went for a five mile run. Yeah. Now I'm trying to take five steps. And that's my mm-hmm. goal for the day is, yeah. is mm-hmm. to get that far. And just such a, a life shift for us.
2: Did you start the chemo? What happened? What was the next stage after you We we watched the-, the the you know crispy cancer series
3: and started just immediately gathering information and and one of the big questions was, um, if I don't do surgery, how much time do I have?
1: Chemo. Chemo. Yeah, yeah.
3: If I don't do chemo, how much time do I have? And they said between three and six months. Wow. Yeah, we
1: had a hard decision. We, we typically yeah. take, a, I guess, a more natural approach to yeah. health. We, yeah, definitely. We've been that way for, for many years. We <laughs> do home births and have yeah. naturopathic doctors. We don't reject, you know... Uh, doctors, uh, modern medicine either. But just in general, we look to what we can do naturally first.
2: Allie and I are the same way. Yeah, oh.
1: perfect. I think yeah, we're, we're aligned awesome. in that.
2: Um, So it was it was really a hard
3: decision. Like part of me wanted to, to to just do all natural. But um, my dad, my dad was like, really wanted me to do chemo just because the advice when we, we talked to multiple oncologists, multiple naturopathic doctors and when we had the naturopath doctors being like yeah I would I would do chemo in this situation then it was like okay even the naturopathic doctors are saying you need to get ahead of this and beat the cancer back so we did we found a doctor um, up in Seattle who um, specializes in uh, late stage cancer Um, Dr. Nick Chen in Seattle and um, he actually works with a naturopathic doctor out of his office and does chemo a little differently. He does low-dose chemo weekly instead of high-dose every three weeks that, like, really knocks you off your feet. Right. And he actually drips um, uh, high-dose vitamin C with the chemo. To help Love support it. your immune system, yeah, yeah, dude, we 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 felt like we hit gold when we found Dr. Chen. He's amazing, and you know that's a lot of the reason people always ask me, "Why do you have your hair? You look amazing!" Like they're surprised that I don't look worse, and it's I I really believe it's because of all the supporting of my immune system that we did while I went through chemo. So we did twelve weeks of chemo first, mm-hmm. got my first clean scan December. Fourth. So that's a
1: big deal in the story. Yeah. You jumped there.
3: Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I did after my first 12 weeks of chemo, I had my first scan that was no evidence of disease, and that was super exciting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and just to to interject there, um we had had a a pet scan oh, just yes. as yeah. starting at starting chemo um because the the big question we had was well what cancer is left? Yeah, we know where what they removed, but we don't know what's left. And so uh, we had this PET scan that showed a number of spots still in her liver. There was
3: active cancer in my liver when I started.
1: And so that's where we were focusing was um, to knock back the the currently growing tumors in her liver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's what we focused on. So then 12 weeks of chemo. Yeah. And and came out the other side with our first clean scan.
3: Yeah. So, and then I had six more rounds of chemo in the maintenance phase. And then I was able to get my colostomy reversed March last year. Thank God. Yeah. March
1: 2019. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was crazy.
1: So a very rapid turnaround for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I love the vitamin C in in addition to the chemo because I know that from the research that I've done and the holistic doctors that I've worked with, that um, vitamin C has been proven to shrink tumors. So when Charlotte, yeah. my puppy was sick, or she wasn't a puppy anymore, but when my dog was sick, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was the main treatment she got, and it was three days a week. Oh, interesting. Yeah, intravenous vitamin C, and we kept her alive yeah. an extra two years after her cancer diagnosis. So I absolutely, Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm a huge believer of it. <laughs> that's so cool.
1: Yeah, I think it was that – probably more than than anything else was the biggest factor, not only in symptoms, but also, I mean, we believe in Rachel's health and ability to keep the cancer away.
3: Doing lots of other things to strengthen my immune system right now. We actually were able to purchase a um, soft shell hyperbaric chamber. Wow! <laughs>
2: nice.
3: Yes, yeah. So I do that. Um, I do back to back treatments of that every couple of weeks, and then I'm doing um, high dose vitamin C at, on the off weeks that I don't uh, drive up to Seattle and and get a Avastin.
2: And what is a how high is a high dose of vitamin C? I'm just curious. What do I get, Jamie? A hundred and...
1: Uh, I think you're up to 80,000. 80,000
3: milligrams. Milligrams.
1: So we... So 80 it, grams. It, yep. There are different, different opinions around that. Um, so some doctors kind of pick a, a level for anybody, and that might be like 20,000 milligrams would be considered a, a high dose of, of vitamin C. The doctor that we've been working with most closely, the naturopath we've been working with most closely, has done some blood tests to monitor Rachel's kind of tolerance level with vitamin C. And we've worked our way up to the highest levels we can get while still uh, while still seeing the benefit. And so for Rachel, that's about 80,000.
0: And what about the oxygen? I want to hear more about that, the hyperbaric oxygen machine. When I got the colostomy reversed,
3: we had purchased the hyperbaric chamber. So I was able to go climb into that take all my books in there and I was able to do hyperbaric consistently right after surgery and my recovery time was so much faster yeah using hyperbaric treatments because the way it works it it oxygenates your blood and it, you know, is able to
0: transport those healthy
3: white blood cells to where it needs to go and helps the healing process
0: like exponentially. Yeah. My understanding is that disease cannot thrive or survive in an oxygenated environment. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely interesting as we, um, so, so a big part of what we've done through our journey is we're natural learners. And so I took that first month after the diagnosis off from work and really spent that time helping Rachel recover, but also researching and learning. Um, some of the best advice we got was that we have to be our our best advocates in regards to Rachel's health. And so we learned and learned and learned. And we, we met with doctor after doctor after doctor, mainly trying to build a team so that there wasn't mm-hmm. any any one person that we're going, we're putting all our, our eggs in this basket and I hope you're right. I hope you have the right theories. Yeah. Uh, but really wanted to get a balanced perspective from multiple people. Um, and so oxygen therapy is an interesting one there where some doctors will say, "Ah, eh, there's really no, there's, there's not much science. There's not many studies happening around that. Uh, but, but others have seen great success using hyperbaric uh, oxygen, uh, even specific to cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Because oxygen in a highly oxygenated Uh, environment uh, is toxic to unstable cells like cancer cells.
0: I'm so glad that she had you also as her advocate because it's like you have a team. I know. Like you have a team. You're not alone in this, which is amazing. And I love that you built a team of doctors because it's like if we keep outsourcing our health to one doctor, then- we yeah. are, that's our fate is then determined, right? So it's like, this mm-hmm. is you got to be your own advocate, you got to be your own doctor. And I'm glad you guys had each other through this process. Mm-hmm. And in through the research, what was the nutrition and cancer connection that you found? Oh, yeah, it's a good question.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'll speak to what we found from uh modern medicine, and that's when Rachel came out of surgery, um, they brought her, oh. um, uh, <laughs> essentially, I guess, pediature or. or um, something like that. I think it's called Impact, uh, but a very high sugar protein drink. And they brought Jello, and they brought kind of processed orange juice. And and right off the bat, it didn't feel right. That was our first like. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. This doesn't seem to make this sense. This
3: is yeah. Their hand. This lady was literally handing me this drink, and I I looked at the ingredients, and my, my sisters and I call it Franken food. If the if the list of ingredients is like five you can't, miles, I can't long. pronounce
1: half of it. There might be a problem. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I like looked at the ingredients on this thing, and I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, I felt like at that time I couldn't control a ton because I was literally recovering from surgery could barely walk. And, but I was like, what I can control is what I put into my body. Yes. Right. That's the one
1: thing that you can have control over. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, really early on that just, first off, just didn't sit well. Um, and yeah. because we, I mean, we knew without knowing anything about cancer because it hadn't necessarily touched our life very closely before this. Yeah. Um, what we did know is that cancer feeds on sugar. Cancer That's, eats that's sugar. a known thing. I think that's been known for a while. Right. Yeah. And so we were, we were kind of flabbergasted that this medical institution yeah, should system, know that as well. the
3: system is kind of broken when it comes to nutrition. Absolutely. It absolutely and,
2: is. The doctors don't yeah. get that kind of education at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's just more focused towards cutting and pills or drugs, or, you know, those are the things that they can control. And vegetables and lack of sugar helps your immune system build. And they're they're just not focused on that, on helping your body Mm -hmm. fight the cancer. They want to be able to do it from the outside, right? And so good for you guys to also like not feed into the fear because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people hear cancer and they're just like, well, do whatever you want us to do. And like, you were like, well, let's find what works. What's what we feel feel is right.
1: Yeah. That was, that was scary. I (laughs) mean, so, so the first oncologist that was kind of assigned to Rachel, uh, we met with her once. uh, (laughs) And uh, in that meeting, we had done some research at that point and had a few questions outlined around things like uh, high dose vitamin C, for example, um, and just some general questions around nutrition and what what um, what this doctor would recommend, and she was—I don't want to speak ill. She was very dismissive <laughs> mm-hmm. of anything that we were talking about. Yeah. Her big thing was as long as you don't lose weight, I yeah. don't care what she, you do.
3: So, so at the time, so right after my diagnosis, I I was very I went very strict vegan for months and months afterwards. Um, but at the time, she was like. I want you to just eat a huge red steak every day. At least a huge oh steak. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Because,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. I know.
3: yeah. So,
0: um, well, I was like, no. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, 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 we walked away, first of all, feeling um, like hope had been pulled away from us. Yeah. That that was the big thing. Yeah, that it's like, yeah that's the other the thing only... that's hard
3: as doctors, for, I feel like for legal reasons, doctors don't want to give you false hope or make claims that they can't fulfill. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so and depressing. they don't have control over it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like a lot of the reasons that, that doctors are not doing high-dose vitamin C and things like turmeric and all these natural things that the science shows fights cancer is because there's not money in it. Oh, absolutely. And that's the other thing that's like so depressing.
1: I don't think that's often an individual doctor's fault. I no. think it's the system that's broken is what we've seen. Um, and that doctors often, at least the ones we've interacted with, are trying to do the best they can with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is what they have is what has been educated and the, the money and resources behind that education is built in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, yes. And your options are chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. Those are your cancer options. That's the textbook.
2: I mean, there is science there. We know vitamin C is good for you. We know turmeric yeah. is yeah. antioxidant. We know it helps support the body, but they have to do, I think there's a certain amount of studies that have to be to be done. And you're right. There's no money in it. So who's going to do these studies? The Broccoli Institute, right. it's not going to happen. So <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's also a legal thing, but I think, Uh, it is changing, uh, you know, because doctors really do want to help, but their, Mm -hmm. their, their hands, their, their hands are kind of bound by certain restrictions and also their education, like, you know, they're taught this works, this drug works, this will, do, you know, so they just go that route.
0: Yeah. What I've found is that doctors who care, don't know. And doctors who know, don't care. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. cause when my, both of my parents were sick and treated by the same oncologist, we had no idea, no awareness of health and nutrition. And when I asked the mm. doctor do, that the same one that treated my mom who passed away, who was then treating my dad with chemo, radiation surgery, all the things, does nutrition matter? Mm. And he said, no, nutrition does not matter. Mm. And I said, "Okay, doctor, thank you oh. very much," right? Now, cut yeah. 2. Yeah. This is 15 years later. I'm in LA at Cedars-Sinai, one of the biggest, most world-renowned hospitals, and I'm thinking things yeah. must must have changed around here. So my producer <laughs> is in the hospital, literally dying of cancer. They're they're saying, mm. you know, we're going to do chemo and all the things, but it didn't look good. And after the doctor mm-hmm. walks out, the nurses come in and they're like, which do you want for dessert? Would you like the cupcakes or oh, the cookies? Oh. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, wow. No! <laughs> you just want to go running and screaming. Yeah. Like nothing has changed <laughs> and this is still happening. Yeah. And these people have absolutely no awareness because if they did, they would not you know, be doing this because these are caring people we know or we believe or I would hope. Yeah. Um,
3: yes. Yes.
0: So you guys get it, but it's just like, it's unbelievable that this is still happening. I saw an article the other day that was like talking about how organizations that were trying to get more healthy plant-based food into hospitals, but you're right. Cancer feeds on sugar. And so the most anti-cancer you can do besides plant-based is going sugar-free or as sugar light as yeah. possible. And so when they're oh, getting yes. fed this by the very doctors who are supposed to be healing them or curing them, and it's absolutely yeah. the anti the opposite of what they should be doing <laughs> yes
1: Yep, and, and that is the struggle that we felt very personally mm-hmm. in, in our journey but there are doctors out there there are institutions yeah. we can't speak highly enough of uh, the seattle integrative cancer center and that's where that's where we went with dr chen um, and there are many others who yeah. are are helping to educate people on their options that go beyond those three textbook treatment options yeah
3: i think it took a little bit of of stretching for us to think outside of the box to to think that we could sit in front of a doctor and and be like you know what i don't think we line up and look for another doctor it was kind of i mean you get intimidated by a doctor sitting there and you know his doctor coat and you're like surely you have, you know, your degrees and all this stuff. You are smarter than me, but that's not necessarily always the case. And so that took a little bit of a mind shift for me to realize that just because this person, you know, is certified, they're a doctor, I don't have they're to in auth- scrubs. Yeah, just because they're in scrubs, I don't have to feel like the lesser person and if I take the time to educate myself and really search out what is best for my health, I don't have to listen to any old doctor. So I think that was something that we try and encourage the different cancer patients and different people we've come in contact to, if you don't like what the first doctor you meet with says, find someone else.
0: I could not agree more.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and to,
1: to, to clarify there for, for anybody listening, we would also say always work with a doctor.
0: Yeah, totally.
3: And like
1: it, That would be our, our recommendation in, in our situation. Yes, uh, shop around, find doctors, find a team of doctors if you're able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but – uh, there's definitely a wealth of knowledge uh, in the medical community that should be a part of any person's team, especially when they're dealing with an aggressive cancer diagnosis.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So don't fire your doctor and go, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the one thing we'd say, yeah, you know, It's, it's be definitely got
3: to be a, a, a healthy balance. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm so excited to tell you that last week I got my first shipment of Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well affordable with plans to fit every single type of lifestyle. So, meal plans include paleo, plant powered, keto, balanced living, right? So, of course, I got the plant powered because you know I'm vegan. And if you stay tuned to the end of this, I will tell you how to get $80 off. $80 off your order if you want to order something from Green Chef. So I got the creamy corn and potato chowder, the Mexican pinto bean meatballs. I made them both really easy, really delicious, and then I've still got to make the quinoa kale salad bowls. So I will keep you posted. So how it works is you log in and you choose which style of food that you want delivered. The recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions tips from the chef and photos to guide you along. Everything is handpicked and delivered straight to your door. The ingredients come in perfectly measured, perfectly packaged, perfectly proportioned, and basically prepped. All I had to do was uh, chop some vegetables for the most part and throw it in a pan at different times. So really, really easy, really, really flavorful. Designed by a chef, so much better than something I could personally put together. Um, I love how it's seasonal, so it's very fresh, and it was contactless, so you know, no one. I didn't have to interact with anyone. They just dropped it off on my doorstep, and I popped it on the popped it in the fridge, and it was ready for me to cook when I was ready to go. So I love that the ingredients are clean. And did you know that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit because it offsets 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. So it's a company that I can certainly get behind here on Food Heels. So if your mouth is watering for some of these plant-powered delicious meals, check it out online. I'm going to tell you how to get $80 off. Go to greenchef.com, foodheals80, okay? Greenchef.com, foodheals80, and then use the coupon code foodheals80. You're gonna get $80 off your first month of food deliveries, your first month of Green Chef, plus free shipping. So this is really exciting, okay? Check it out, let me know what you think, cook some food, put it, post it to Instagram. Let me know how you like it. Tag me at Allison Melody TV or at food heals nation. I, I will check both. Um, and yeah, everything is really good, really easy, really fun. And it certainly takes the guesswork out of the chef work. And that is not their line. I just made that up on the fly. <laughs> it took the chef work, the guesswork out of my chef work. I'm not kidding. So greenchef.com food heals 80. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So, this whole experience that you guys went through led to something really cool that I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. So, tell us yeah. about the cancer box.
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that we realized as we were learning uh, and uh, sh- starting to share with others the things that we learned, um, Rachel started becoming kind of this go to for friends of friends and yeah. acquaintances and, you know, through yeah. social media to say, Hey, I I just got diagnosed or, or my dad just got diagnosed. What did you do? What, what should we do? What, you know, what would you recommend?
3: Yeah, I was, I was getting emails and messages, um, people contacting me every day, every other day asking what I did because I mean, it was kind of a shock in our small town and word spread quickly. And Mm -hmm. we started a blog and we had literally like every country visited the blog and people were just aware of the situation because the headline is young 27 year old mother of three gets diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of it spread. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, go-to person for what did you do? And it it was crazy to realize I felt ignorant after, you know, realizing how many people's lives cancer touches. It's almost everyone has been touched by or affected by cancer in some way. And I and
1: I think there's a there's this stigma that has caused the natural side of the spectrum and the traditional modern side of the spectrum to push each other away. It feels very polarizing that it, you know you talk to a medical doctor and they speak very lowly- They say of diet doesn't matter. Naturopathic medicine. Yeah. And you talk to a matri- naturopath and they speak very lowly of the medical community. Don't
3: do ke- chemo. It's poison for your body. Like- so, which
1: is to be fair is true is but it's true but yeah. <laughs> uh, a yeah, poison like, that in so many cases can be a very yes. life-saving yeah. uh, aggressive
2: it poisons yeah. you but it poisons yeah. the cancer too and that's how it works right. yeah right? so what we yeah what we found though was like let's let's
3: find a a medium place in the middle and like kind of understand that some people like me get diagnosed and you don't have time and it's serious and you need to knock the cancer back and then you can stay alive to be able to treat it naturally.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the goal.
3: Yes, yeah, so it's like let's let's not throw out either either extreme but like find that balance in the middle and understand that there is good in both.
1: And so out of that experience that that people were were asking us frequently and then talking with again that team of doctors that we have, it felt very strongly like there was uh, a niche missing. And that niche was how do we help educate and bring people to an understanding that, uh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have no hope and you shouldn't have false hope, but in the middle somewhere is a realistic hope that is necessary. Yeah. Um, and that goes beyond just, uh, my hopes in my doctor, yeah. I can't, I can do nothing about it. And yeah. so out of that was born this idea of the cancer <laughs> box. And, uh, the name just came from, uh, we had the idea and then the first thing we Googled was, cancer box question mark, because we we're curious if <laughs> subscription something was boxes out there.
3: are becoming more and more of a thing and we're like hey yeah. what is there a subscription box out there for cancer patients yeah
1: and so uh and so i was like well uh, nothing exists at least in in what we yeah felt like, like was exactly
3: important. what we were thinking
1: uh, and that that domain's available so <laughs> <laughs> if we if that's what we would think to search mm-hmm. maybe that's what someone else would think to
3: search. well so Last August was a year after, it was a, my one year anniversary since my diagnosis and working through all the PTSD of different memories and things and having all of these experience and experiences and these emotions and being able to empath- empathize with people on a different level, having that experience of, of being in so much pain, you think you're going to die and um, feeling like watching your children and thinking, am I going to be gone and they're just going to be here without me? Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like my life has been changed. And just because I, my cancer was gone, I didn't want to forget everything I'd been through. Mm. And I wanted to be able to do something with everything I've been through. And I, I love helping people. <laughs> I <laughs> I, it's just something. It's one of my love languages, I guess. Is is serving people. It's rewarding and fulfilling. And we just naturally found ourselves sitting in the drip room with cancer patients, and they're like, "Why do you still have your hair?" I'm like, "What are you doing?" And we found even in the drip room at Doctor Chen's, people were wanting to know what we did. Mm-hmm and it felt like i had like we had you know maybe a good perspective that was a little bit missing yeah and we wanted to make sure that everybody knows there's so many options you don't have to be scared there is hope like all these different resources so we were like let's put it all in a box
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that's really what we are are packaging up literally in in the cancer box is this idea of a subscription box service where you order a cancer box. And what's in the cancer box is a foundation of six different vitamins and supplements that are each very well studied in in the cancer arena.
3: Nothing anecdotal, basically. Yeah,
1: double blind, placebo controlled tests to have or one or or both of these effects on the immune system to support and enhance the immune system. And in Mm -hmm. some cases to actually fight uh, cancer cells Mm -hmm. itself. And so that's the foundation of the box. And so uh, each month is, is different and uh, focuses on, on physical health. So um, different recipes and uh, ingredients and samples. We we love mm. mushrooms. <laughs> we didn't love mushrooms before, but the more we learn about mushrooms, the more we love mushrooms. Uh-huh. Uh, and so uh, things like mushroom coffee and mushroom tea, weird ways yeah. of getting mushrooms in yeah. your diet.
3: So so the chemo brain thing is, is a very real thing. And I felt like not everybody gets to have a Jameson alongside of them fighting for them. I right. would take a nap. I would take a nap and wake up and he was like, he would show me three different things that he researched he was like well we could do this and we can do this and he has like all these ideas and if you're going through it alone or you just are bad at researching kind of like me a little bit we wanted to we want to be an advocate for people who are going through cancer who are you know brain foggy and and need help and ideas and ways to feel like they're taking control of their health and different options for fighting cancer absolutely yeah and
1: we want the, the cancer box to be something to look forward to as well yeah and so beyond just these tools we wanted um things that are encouraging uh there's this this awesome i'll say little company i don't know actually how big they are <laughs> called Pocketudes, and and the, the one thing they do is they build these gratitude journals that they're little, they're, they're pocket size and lovingly made. So that's one of the things that will be, that would be mm-hmm. in one of the Yeah. Just boxes.
3: helping you focus on gratitude. So we're, I, I took lots of baths when, um, when I was going through chemo, the Epsom salt and helps with body aches and lots of things. So even like doing bath bombs and that's not necessarily directly going to fight your cancer, but it makes you feel good.
1: It supports your overall wellness. Yeah. And,
3: things. and things like, body brush body brushes because it stimulates your lymphatic system and just different things like that there are things that I used going through chemo that you might not know are you know, would bring comfort unless you've been through it. Yeah,
1: I dry brush every day. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're trying to take the shotgun approach I suppose which is you know a shotgun shell has hundreds of little individual BBs. Mm-hmm. And so no no one BB does much of anything. Yeah. It doesn't have a significant effect, but when yeah. in a combination it can be powerful. And yeah. so um, all the things that that Rachel did you know yeah uh, beyond even the things we've talked about today there's there's probably a laundry list of other yeah. things we've tried or uh, or done at different times all work together mm-hmm. to support the so, immune system so
3: one of our, our original uh, naturopathic doctors who used to work with dr Chen he said that it's you know vitamin C alone might not be able to cure your cancer hyperbaric alone might not be able to and, and sauna, all these things, but it's the synergy between all of them. It's attacking your cancer from all sides. Right. Yeah, your, really f- your
1: cancer cells are tremendously weak. They are tremendously unstable. And so the best thing we can do is stress them out mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. in an environment where you've got a cancer cell and a healthy cell, your healthy cell is going to survive most of what you, you throw at it, especially from a natural standpoint. Mm-hmm. But that cancer cell is going to struggle and it's going to die. That's what we're trying to do is just stress out our cancer from all sides mm-hmm. um, and, and as often and frequently as possible.
0: Without stressing ourselves out. So, uh,
1: yeah, yes, true.
0: exactly.
3: It's a hard balance. Oh it
1: really is. What we went through was thousands of dollars in those first maybe three months yeah. of trying to figure out what to do. And yeah. and Rachel was given this, this, this statistic of she had a 13% chance of making it to the five year mark. Mm-hmm. And so that was ringing in our ears. Uh, that was a scary number. That
3: was the, the we thing, learned to not yeah. Google
1: things after that,
3: right? Uh,
1: or, or to be <laughs> Good. to be very careful. Yes. And so that's what we were we were fighting against. And so we threw a lot of money in a lot of directions, and finally, kind of refined down to a more stable set of things that we, with our doctors, would recommend. For, um, for any individual going through a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, And so that's really what we're trying to package up in the cancer box is all of that knowledge and that experience and go, hey, you don't have to go it alone and hope that you have a researcher who can help you figure this out. Yep, You can lean into the research we've done. We'll show it to you. We'll educate you. You know, we've got, we've got videos and blog posts to, to bring someone along in that process. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also deliver these things to your door and you don't even have to worry about it.
0: I I love it. And what a great gift for someone who's suffering or, you know, someone who was recently diagnosed, like just something to get them started, to get them educated, to get them excited Mm -hmm. for the healing process and not doomed by what they're hearing, (laughs) you know,
2: you guys mentioned earlier that, um. You know, there's no one that isn't touched by cancer. Just today, just right before I got on the call with you guys, I found out that my best friend from kindergarten, her mother passed of c- uh, colon cancer.
3: Oh. No, hmm. Like
2: just I'm before so this call. No. Yeah. Oh, that yes. I, it's horrible. I knew she wasn't well, but like, yeah. I just find it so interesting that I like just yeah. before and it's the yeah. same kind on a flip note. I also just got this in my inbox like a day ago. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you two know, I'm, I am in the hemp industry. I have a, a CBD company and I'm just always looking mm-hmm. at um, different things that come up, but they, in Israel, they just did a study about a cannabinoid CBG and CGC uh-huh. specifically can kill gastro, gastrointestinal cancer cells. Whoa. That I was think published, I saw that
1: study. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very new. That is um, awesome. Yeah.
2: And just phenomenal. Like that mm-hmm. there is hope, you know, and you never yeah. know oh, what, what, one body is going to need to heal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a complex situation. There, there is no magic pill that cures yeah. all cancer. And there's no
3: cookie cutter approach. I think that's the yeah. other thing that we really wanted. You know, we wanted my cancer, my cancer fight to be tailored to me.
0: And how did you stay positive during this time? Because I think there's so much to be said about the mental emotional state, because if you do chemo and you don't believe it's going to work, it's not going to work. If you do vitamin C and you don't believe it's going to work, it's not going to work. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah.
3: The placebo yeah. effect is real. <laughs> um, I honestly, I, I clung very deeply to my faith.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the books that that Rachel's read and, and recommends to to a lot of people is called yeah. uh, Radical Remission yep. in it it outlines I think nine points of um, similarity between Radical uh, Remission survivors yeah people who go through a radical remission which is essentially a cancer remission that the medical industry can't explain
0: right yeah
1: and one of those key features is around um, the importance of having something bigger than yourself to believe in having having a spirituality mm-hmm. and uh, and so our faith is 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 the foundation of our story and has built a community around us too so that was the the other thing is is the community that we already had through through family and friends yeah. was was critical during mm-hmm. that time even yeah. just from a very practical standpoint of we had a lot of help yeah. we, we had babysitters yeah. we had people to come clean the house. I had to... I
3: had a friend come in and give me a pedicure in the hospital. Aww. It was amazing. My yeah. sister Aww. came in and <laughs> our relationship got a little deeper. She came in and
0: helped me take a shower for the first time after recovering from surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but I could like hardly stand up. Yeah, like you know, in the blue zones, that is one of the reasons that people live to over a hundred years old, which is where the most Mm -hmm. people, you know, the most sanitarians live. And what they did in the study, they said, what are the commonalities, just like the book, Radical Remission, what are the commonalities? And one of them was community and, you know, communities taking care of the children, communities helping when each other Mm -hmm. gets sick, communities having each other's back and communities having some sense of religious purpose or spirituality, belief in something bigger. Yep.
1: And so that's that's a, a part of the mission of the Cancer Box as well is – and that's really kind of where we focused in these these first few months of of launching this concept is on the community side of it because we found that we were very blessed mm-hmm. to have the community we had. And there are many people who don't have that community and don't have – um, that, that ready set of people just to, to listen even, yeah. or, or to help them think yeah. through it's a, it's an overwhelming time to yeah. go through a diagnosis. So people that can help you think through your options and your choices, um, people, or just be yeah, there for People you.
3: need to feel like they have a tribe of people in their corner fighting for them and rooting for them to live. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that there's hope.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing this story. I know it's going to help so many people. And how do you choose who or which organizations or companies you work with to fill the cancer box with the beautiful things like the vitamins and the notebooks and all of that? Yeah,
3: that's a good question.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so from the the vitamin and supplement side of things, uh, because yeah, we kind of have two focuses of the box. So so that side of it, um. We are obsessively focused on quality uh, yeah. because it's the industry is largely unregulated. Um, you can't go to or you shouldn't go to your big box store, you know, down the road and just pick up. Hey, that Any has old vitamin the, off the, the right shelf. label yeah. on it. Oh,
0: right, yeah. And
1: so it's super important for us and and just for our peace of mind to source the highest qualities available from the most reputable companies. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's on the the vitamin supplement side. The the other side, you know, the 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 encouraging things, the enjoyable things that we are <laughs> putting in the box.
3: Lily's chocolates, yeah, <laughs> Sweet yeah. with stevia instead of sugar. <laughs> Little things like that.
1: We've been reaching out to different companies that have, I guess, a similar mission, uh, at least a, a people-focused mission, uh, because we really do want to build partnerships. With organizations where we can together get excited about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and what's been cool is that over time as as this vision has grown, we've had multiple companies reach out to us, which was kind of a fun transition from yeah. the hey, nobody knows what we're doing and we're we're just blindly starting to email to <laughs> oh, hey, that you know, so and so over here is reaching out and they represent you know, this company and they they want to yeah. see how they can help. And um, so that's been really cool to see.
0: Well, congratulations. It's such a beautiful mission. And what a great gift, like I said, to give to someone who was recently diagnosed so that they can get hopeful about getting better. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, well said. We're very excited about uh, what we've been been working on. It is a lot of work, but it is very worthwhile
3: yeah it feels like a, it feels like a blessing to be able to do that and to be a lifeline for someone.
0: That's what your experience gave you, right? It's like, yeah, you went through hell and back, oh, but yeah. now you you're using it to help others. So it's like what a blessing. Um, so where mm-hmm. can everyone follow you, find you online, join the crowd funding campaign, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh,
1: so we are on Facebook under the cancer box. Um, no spaces, just facebook.com slash cancerbox. Instagram, uh, the underscore cancer mm-hmm. underscore box. Uh, the cancerbox.org or.com uh, will take you to our website. And there um, we've been blogging now for, for a number of months, things very personal to us, but also the science behind yeah, things. Yeah, we, educating we people on
3: what what you can do to fight your cancer naturally.
0: Yeah, I'm on the Instagram right now looking at your beautiful photos. I see some befores. I <laughs> see some afters. I see some healthy food. Lots of inspiration. This is great.
1: Yeah, that is for. our goal.
3: Yeah, I got my scar pictures on there too. A friend of mine took some good pictures of my my uh, colostomy scars surgery.
0: I'm so glad that yep. was
3: reversed. One growth. of the things
1: we promote is wear your scars proudly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yep. yeah, I see it. It's a gorgeous picture. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, thanks so much for being here, you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having us.
1: This was very exciting.
0: Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing 323com that's getfresh323.com you'll get your free bottle and you'll pay one dollar for shipping getfresh323.com
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals